I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Up to 90. That's my Maynooth Choir version of Up to 90. Are you recording? Oh, I am recording. Sorry, didn't tell you that. That's a dangerous game I like to play. Was I not just saying there, no, let's just do, let's like, you know, not ramble on forever today. Yeah, you were, but I pressed record after that because I wanted to keep it on brand. (laughs) Spontaneity, baby. Before we start, I want to say thank you to two people. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, these are actually the only two people that really care about me. So Kate, Kate Mack got in touch with me. But before that, my good, would I say in-law, cousin-in-law to be, Amy got in touch and they both recommended uh, La Roche-Posay CC Plus Cream for my peeling face. And when Amy messaged me, I sent her unsolicited selfies of my face and went and purchased said cream immediately and lathered my face in it. And it is good stuff in fairness. I never knew about it, even though I love La Roche-Posay stuff. Love their stuff. So thank you both very much. for. And they both recommended the same thing. They did, yeah. That's interesting. And you, you would, you would give it a what? A five star Yelp review? I would give it a five star Yelp. And it's not like I got it in my local pharmacy. So I was probably ripped a couple of quid, but it's like, it's not expensive either. So it's all good. I think, yeah, it. I, I think La Roche-Posay um, is fab stuff. And then the Avene is lovely as well. I think I mentioned that the last week. Yeah. So what, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we're all fine here. It's uh, so it's an orange weather warning at the moment. Whoops. Fred is gone. As we know, Fred gets the few days out of the Tommy show. <laughs> it's a long fine. road to Dublin. It's a, it's fine with you, though. It's no totally cool. No resentment. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you know what? Today was a day. Now, I was definitely, dare I say, this is not the way to start a podcast and to <laughs> keep people tuned in for 30 minutes. But I was a little bit tired, a little bit. And I am really looking forward to having my hour of telly, which we were just discussing. Such an such a magical, important hour in our day. You know, yeah. when I started watching at the risk your other podcast telly box <sighs> i have started watching bosch and oh, yes. really enjoying it the first series 
I just had to force my way through the first series because somebody told me you need to get to series two. And my God, was that person on the money. Series two is so much better. And they have so many from the wire, which I'm loving. All these faces that you're like, oh, I was wondering what happened to him. So all these familiar back up and it's just so nice to have a series you've got your six series there that you know you're going to be able to binge your way through and I just I live for that hour in my evening now I love Bosch me and Shane watched watch it? it yeah we've watched it done it been there but my favorite part of Bosch is the theme tune what a theme tune <laughs> the theme tune i always well, skip right crap. through it no 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 it's crap yeah oh you've got to listen to it honestly you've got to listen to well it. as my the mother would say it's now. neither it's neither here nor there as my mother would say which is probably the most scathing criticism of all yes but as well okay so see yeah the daughter is a melt the ex-wife is a melt. but to be fair the daughter in any look in any American divorce, yeah, the yeah. only daughter is always going to be a melt. Yeah, true, 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 true. But she's uh, she's a lot of melty tendencies. But then they all have they all have their bits. Yeah, I love Bosch. I I love. So are you? You're up to speed. Then you finished the whole series. Are they still yeah. making it? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, it'll be back again, yeah. Would, would you concur that you have to force your way through the first series, that the first series isn't great? Do you know what? I, to be honest, it's I been can't so long. Remember, but I yeah. definitely, my love grew for it as it went on. Now, there was, a, I'll be honest though, there was a couple of defo lost episodes because the way they do the episodes there can maybe this got more the case as it went on but there can be a lot of different stuff going on and I know great I know there was a few lost episodes but I was just too tired or there was a couple of times when Shane would have to go back on the previous episode and say okay it's time to figure out when Emma fell asleep you know what I mean he's like do you remember this bit I'm like don't think so and then we have to go right back. And you see, there's there's the bit where Emma fell asleep, but there's also the bit where Shane realises that Emma fell asleep. So you get to see that gap as well. Oh, so funny. I love that. And I'm so sneaky. And I always, I'd say 1% of the time, I will give the heads up saying you'll have to, because I feel the guilt, you know, I'll say, look, you'll have to pause this or we'll have to, catch this up again another night because I'm gone I never say it and I always think no I'll make it through or like then I'm so sleepy I start saying to myself come on just close your eyes for a minute nobody know gone well that's why I had to stop going to the cinema with my auntie because in the Dingle Cinema she kept nodding off during the film club, which My started God. at 8 p.m. And she would be snoring, snoring, snoring. And then I would wake her up and she'd get pissed off at me. I'm like, you're the one snoring in a cinema, love. That's my dad. My dad would fall asleep in the cinema or like my brothers tell stories of him falling asleep in the cinema. And he's not a quiet sleeper. And as well, he was in, like, don't get me wrong, he's one of the most uh well-read, intelligent people I know, but he he was in this choir for a while 
and obviously he there's no choir anymore but it was one of these like kind of like yeah it's not like he was in this choir for I've been in this choir for 30 years he was just like you know joined this choir and um like oh like I should really like not spend all my time working I should you know do other things I think every over 50 year old yeah you joined uh, yeah they've dabbled with the choir (laughs) yeah that's what you do so he enjoys an old uh table quiz even though Shane says like there's serious holes in his knowledge, like he's no interest in sports, he's no interest in popular culture. Like really, that's where it's at with quizzes. But anyway, he loves the L quizzes and they were doing a quiz for the choir. So they're they're doing quite well in the quiz. I think it was like my brother Shane, my cousin John, maybe my brother Stephen. I don't know, but like Zaza lads doing this quiz. I'm like, yeah, fucking see his piece out. I get to watch me air TV, right? So they go along to this quiz. They're doing quite well. And then it gets to the round where it's on, there's a round on the choir. So everyone else on the team goes, oh, yes, this is it. We fucking won it now. Because obviously there's loads of teams that don't have anyone on the choir on the team. So they're like, oh, my God, absolutely sorted questions start about the quiz or the questions start about the choir sorry my dad just is like don't know don't know <laughs> those fucking quizzes though you see that's him he'll go along to something and you'll just say like so what happened there and he's like no recollection Moving so that's on. you watching bosh yeah, well, you're like, exactly. That's why I, I'm getting nervous about you asking me questions because I'm like, ask me for any details. Like, what's the da- what's the daughter's name? Donna, what's the... Ex- you know, look, there's only a couple of options. Holly or Matty. That's always the daughter's name. Oh, Matty, that's it. Manny. Yeah. Hi, Harry. But my dad's, um, like, my dad's like me. He's not going to remember names and stuff, but ask him about, <laughs> ask him any detail about the American Civil War He's got you sort of ask him. Ask him if he witnesses a crime, choir. he's no. not your man. <laughs> no. But if you need to know about the Boston Massacre, he's got the deets. It's probably like me. Do you know what I mean? Although I like I remember like the majority of people I went to school with. Like, OK, if you weren't in any of my classes, your name probably at this stage now does escape me. But people who I had classes with and, you know, actual conversations with, I remember. But I know people that have a fucking breeze who they went to school with. I be well, I think I'd be one of those people. Really? Well, I mean, I will know some people, but I have been caught out even my last gig before lockdown um, happened. I was in Berkman's and a lot of my former schoolmates came to the gig and I did oh. remember most of their names but you know what I was caught out for a few would, would you have been mates with them like no I mean when I would have gotten on with them in school you yeah. know what I mean I would have gotten on with them in school and they were lovely girls but I was just I felt bad because as I got a couple of them now I was very much sketch I was very sketchy when it came to the names oh college is the one for me even though like I fucking went in every day like a fucking sap, right? But I was talking to Martha recently and we were talking about college because me and Martha went to college. And um, 
so we're there chatting away and I was trying to remember somebody and I was like remember this woman we went to college with and I was like she had red hair I was like she's a bit like she's kind of like a bit like this with her mouth and I was like and like I was like all of a sudden out of nowhere like she could be real mouthy about a topic and Martha's just like no no I was like you do you do she hung around with this girl and I do remember and then the more I described this person, I was like, am I was, fucking talking about myself? Is this somebody <laughs> I've fucking made? I was going to say maybe a character in Bosch. I still don't know whether that was an actual person that I went to college with or whether it was me, like as whether I was so traumatized at the time that I was seeing myself as... <laughs> It's like an out of body experience. Well, my beloved auntie. I'm glad I'm a goofy fucking redhead. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember this one? She was this total dope. She was from Rathvarna, red hair, kind of small, always smoking. Do you remember? It's like it's not ringing any bells whatsoever. Probably thinking you were playing some kind of dangerous game with her. Probably. That's exactly how the conversation went. I was like, you do, you do. <laughs> no, well, that does. Sometimes my auntie will tell me stories like, so did you hear all the 50ers were caught drinking down the beach? And then I'll <laughs> say, did this happen or did it happen in Home and Away? And she's like, oh, my God, I think it could have been Home and Away. I don't, but like at the moment, like if somebody wants to believe that they are in Home and Away, leave them off, as you'd say. Like fucking leave them off. Leave them off. off. That's my that's my that's when you know I have unfollowed person on Instagram when I say to Emma, leave them off. No, but if you when you say that in a genuine way, when you actually say that in a meaningful way, and you have and you've gone, you know what, just she leaves them off. I start getting worried about you then because I'm like, oh no. She's given up. It's Julie Darner Buzz. Like yeah, who, it's real. Like, well, who am I to say anything? Like, I mean, if he wants to do the dirt and his wife, and she's pregnant, and you know, she, like she bought the house, but it's in his name as well. Like, leave, leave him off. I'm a bad person too. I sh- I shouldn't be ju- as judgmental as I am. I'm terrible. I'm always judging. Well, people. no, look, you know when that pregnant starts up again, you know. <laughs> Ted update, big long caption. Okay, Julie's not well. Today isn't a good day. Oh, well, you know, I'm not well if I've been off the grid for a few weeks and then people message me, some people, I mean, like three people. They're like, oh, where are you? Like, we miss, like, miss the lols. And I always write back and say, oh, well, oh, I'm just grand. Just hadn't been Living my phone. life. I'm like, no, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm on a downer buzz. <laughs> and I can't bear to look at myself on another fucking stupid video. But I just go, ah, just living the life. You know me. Do you know oh, why oh, you're oh. you're staying off Instagram? Because you're like, do you know what? I can't go on Instagram, Shane, because there's this one who's on Instagram. She's this redhead. <laughs> she's always smoking. She's just, she's from Rathfarn. And I think she's got this voice that would go through you. I just, I can't. I've unfollowed her, muted her. She's just popping up everywhere. <sighs> Oh, he's like, you know, suddenly getting mouthy about things out of nowhere. And Shane's like, go back to sleep. I'm trying to watch Bosch. <laughs> Julie, for all I know, I could have missed the, the, the whole of series three. 
because even that theme tune, it just sends me off. It just relaxes me so much. Got a feeling the way I do. Got a feeling that do do do. Emma's gone. So bad. Actually, it is the worst, isn't it? Yeah. I well, I used to. I I myself and Fred used to really enjoy. You know, the way they changed the theme song. Obviously, the lyrics remain the same, but they changed the genre every mm. series. So it was just we like we used to have such fun because obviously I was pregnant with Ted throughout the pregnant throughout the, throughout the, the it. <laughs> I was I was a very special pregnancy because I was actually pregnant with Ted throughout the pregnancy. Amazing, it's yeah. very unusual. Um, but yeah, no. So was watching the whole uh, watched all while I was pregnant with Ted. So during the day it was all like Real Housewives, Real Housewives, and when it wasn't Real Housewives, watching True Crime and listening to True Crime, writing up Crime Land, and then at night just to kind of unwind we'd watch an hour of the wire so we were saying like Ted obviously came out thinking he was landing into West Baltimore and got a real a real surprise when West Kerry was not quite that but like we'd have we'd have a lot of fun getting jazzy with the with the theme tune to the wire when you walk through the garden yeah you gotta watch your back like and then every night without fail and one night Fred did flip and he's such a patient person. I throughout all the series, all six series, I would turn to Fred and say, what do you think was your favorite version of the theme song, <laughs> Judy? <laughs> I can't fucking remember. All the memories are blurring into one. He's like, maybe that time they were down like on the beach drinking behind the diner. I'm like, no, that's how it went away. <laughs> You gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Um, but that's yeah, the, no. that's like what Bosch. If you asked me to talk you through a single episode, like what's my favorite Bosch episode? I, I don't know. But you know what? I agree that there's a lot going on because I'm more than I'm really relieved that you've said this because I watch it on my own. And I have had to remind a few times because of my mind, my, I don't know, my head wanders, but it's something yeah. about the script or the way the episodes are put together. Like I keep having to rewind. Is this peak owl one? <laughs> I think this is it. We've arrived. We have arrived. Actually, do you know what I've started watching recently? And I feel like I have to take back a bit of slagging. Well, no, that's too far. But I've actually been watching loads. Uh, Peak Owen alert. Red Table Talk. Oh, and what's it like as a show? What is it like as a show? So obviously it's quite American, but some epi- I have actually, I enjoy watching it. And one thing I will say, because when like the pure mention of Willow or Jaden, uh, what I thought was interesting about them was, so say Willow, do you know that obviously not back in the day, but like, it's, you know, a good few years ago. So I think she's like, she's 18, 19 now. And so when she was, I think she was nine, she I had, had that. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and yeah. forth. I whip my hair back and forth. She was nine. She was nine. Crazy. So basically the story goes that she, she had that, Massive, I think it was top 10 billboard went platinum or something. So signed with Jay-Z. So it's all kicking off. They've signed up to the world tour. So Will said that they they were on their third date. They were in 
Dublin and Ireland. And Willow turned to him and she's like, uh, so Willow and- turned to her dad, Will. Will, yeah. Okay. And she said, uh, so I'm done. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not done. And she's like, no, I'm I'm done. Like, I've I've had enough. And he was like, we can't be done. So he was like this thing of like him and Jaden were like, what the fuck is she doing? She's like going to be set up for life. She's got Jay-Z, like her producer, everything. And she was just like, no, this isn't for me. I, it was at the age of nine. She decided like, this is not the type of music that I want to be doing. And then she went off. And she got her head shaved. So oh, she, because like, I know she, I knew she had the head shaved, but I didn't. Yeah, but it, she got you. the head shaved as a like fuck you to the like to the parents. Wow! Like no, I I when I said I'm done, I am done. So they were real like they had to go shit like fuck. We are we are kind of like pushing her into something because obviously their backgrounds, they were like, here's the opportunity to like, go, go, go make loads of money. But she seems to be like, don't get me wrong. She's still a bit of a melt. And a lot of the time when she's on the red table, she does spend a lot of her time going, wow, or exactly. Mm -hmm." And you're like, come on, Willow, now chicken. Do you really think mm-hmm, that's for sure? Or, you know, there is a sense well, I do of think... sometimes she's just going along with the course. But for an 18, 19 year old, she seems very clear and um, definite about who she is and who she wants to be and all that shit. So I was kind of like, I oh, do you know, a fair play to her. She doesn't seem half bad. And Jaden's mom is a bit of crack. You know what I mean? It's I've I've warmed. I've definitely like warmed to them. I might, well, I I definitely think, I mean, obviously they're a hugely interesting family, like Mm. massively. So I always thought Willow was a bit more palatable than Jaden. And, you know, ultimately, I suppose when you're kind of thrust into something when you're young, you know, sometimes I find myself doing a bit of an eye roll with Jaden and I have to remind myself how young he is. And obviously the fact that he ended up in the starring role of the proceedings or whatever you know these various films and the karate yeah. kid oh yeah it's it kind of it wasn't doing him a favor putting him into the spotlight for those roles and you have will saying things like oh he auditioned like everyone else you're like will come on i mean it, it's not fair on the child either because ultimately they are going to be held up to more scrutiny or whatever so i think willow has always come across as very strong-minded and very interesting. I mean, she's still, I can't believe she's still so young. That is yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, she definitely comes across as interesting. And I think even like... And kind of knows her own mind to, I mean, yeah. as much as I'm sure any any of us And then know, I, but I'd like, say like even like the red table thing probably even still isn't like the right vehicle for her but then like they went through all the stuff with Jaden doing Karate Kid so he used to go they used to commute from Beijing on a Friday crazy used to come back they go and watch Trey's football game and then head head back on the Sunday to start work again on a Monday absolutely crazy in fairness to him like obviously yeah your parents are minted and all the rest but like when they were showing clips of all the crap he would have had to like put his body through to get it in shape. And like even as because obviously he's a fit kid and, you know, whatever. But like he wasn't like a 
fucking karate kid. So like bending him all fucking ways. And you can see him, he's on the mat, like completely tears rolling down his face. Oh, going, bam, bam, bam. so I was like, well, do you know what? Like whatever about him, he definitely works his fucking ass on. Oh, well, that's, like, that's what I mean. The doors open, but he, he, he does have to work his ass off. Like I don't, you can't have that kind of shit without grafting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. That's what I mean. That, like, you, you know, you do kind of you do feel for the kids in the way. I know yeah. that sounds ridiculous when they're obviously, you know, very privileged in other ways. But I just think it's kind of not fair putting your child into the spotlight in that way, because invariably people are nearly going to ha- hold them up to a higher standard and they're just waiting to criticize. Like when it's a child, whatever about kids of famous people, and again, it's easy for me to say because I'm not, you know, famous and it's I, I'm not in that position. How's, but I think okay, how it's Ted faring up. Oh, well, look, OK, Fred is still floating every today. I sent you the pictures. Actually, do you know what? Maybe I'll put up a couple on the Patreon. So yeah. Ted today, we're doing our salads at the moment. So you should have seen him mad for carrot, absolutely mad for carrot. So I took a few pics and I showed them to Fred and he's like, I really, really think we should sign him up to assets. Like talk about Will Smith. Fred Cook over here but I but I did say to Fred I was like I just could not take the rejection for him like personally it's probably more of a sign of my personality type more you know it says more about my personality type than it does about Will Smith's <laughs> but I just think they have to be of a certain age when they can make that decision for themselves like I just think they're too small like even the thoughts of him and he's a tiny tot and he's putting in all this training to be a karate kid I mean he should just be at home playing his game boy well this is it because obviously um by the way do you like the way I keep my references current so I talk about Kramer versus Kramer um if you ask me to name a model Crawford video game game boy Tetris big into that Well, I was just going to say, because obviously, like, I'm on the same level as Will and Jada, but I've done, oh, should I send you that ad? I emailed you that ad the other day. Did you see that? You did, yeah. Now, yeah. I did throw in a pic for that. Yeah, I, I did. But, like, even, like, say, so the couple of bits that I've done with the boys, so usually it's been a case of, like, I've uh, been doing something and they've asked for a a child or they've said they're looking for a baby or child or toddler whatever the fuck it is and I'm like oh I have a toddler or I have a baby and so when you get it you're like oh sure this is handy like I'm I'm getting paid to work and I get to bring my kid along happy days but then when you do these things you then like very quickly realize that like oh no like this is work for me and the child now because when they say go, you have to fucking go. Or when they say fucking sit over there for two hours, you go and sit over there for two hours and all that. So like. Oh, I'd say it'd be a nightmare. You know, so. I, I mean, it's ju- it's double the it pressure. Whatever, shit, like. whatever about you being able to respond or, you know, do things on cue. It's a big ask for a baby. Yeah. And then like you, you are put in this position where you have to like do this thing of like, so say if you I even noticed on like when I was doing the radio show with Claire Byrne, right? So there's a, <laughs> there's a baby in that photograph 
Uh, mom's absolutely lovely, gorgeous uh, little fella, so cute, right? But she has to do that thing of like getting into shot and trying to entertain him with something really quickly. And then uh, of doing this thing of like, okay, so while we take the picture, can we get him to stop playing with that thing now? Because we don't want him, his arm to be like, you know, in motion for the shot. Yeah. So it's like, go in, entertain him, give him something quickly, but then take the thing away from him. And before he's realized, let's take the picture. You know, so there's this all God, this. Like, I, do you know what? I'm just so shocked. I'm so shocked that Claire Byrne was that demanding on set. Yeah. And she just sat there and just was on the headphones. She's the got time. kids. Do you know what I mean? She knows the deal. Claire Byrne obviously wasn't there but um so like and don't get me wrong she seemed to have a great time the little fella seemed to have a great time but it's that thing of like not only do you have to like try and pacify a baby but you have to do it to the tune of like a room full of other people so like you do fucking work like oh I mean yeah so I fell for that mom because like I've been that mom with the toddler who's like oh I just thought this would be something fun to do and then you turn up and you're like no it's not actually fun I different with an older kid, you know what I mean? I'd imagine. Well, actually, here's the question on the subject of Jaden and Willa and all the Willow and all the rest. Willa, 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 Willa White. Hi, Willie, Willa White, I'm sure, is Hello. listening to the podcast right Willa. now. Um, good old Willa. Willa's a gas He's man. Patron. He's on the Patreon. Is he? No. <laughs> actually, do you know what? One of these days, why don't we sit tr- sit down? Go to the patronist and just see which comedians are supporting us. Because do you know the way people message us, Emma? They're like, oh, was this into the blah, blah, blah. This into the episode. Yeah. Cut the shit. We need to see actually what names are there. What recognizable names. Yeah. We start calling them out. We're doing it. We're calling them out. We are calling them out. But here's a question. So you obviously have the two little lads who are older. I'm not going to include Ella in this because she's of an age that she could make her own choice yeah. when it when it came to these opportunities. But if you were approached for a karate kid type thing, for yeah. say Tommy, because Tommy's the youngest. Yeah. What would you do? You'd be over to Beijing before you could even say Hong Kong. No, I wouldn't because I don't think it wouldn't suit his temperament. Yeah, because well, he's a but child. I would, I would do for Joe. Joe would be much more into that than Tommy. And it's funny because Tommy's like quite the performer and whatever. But Tommy is he, Tommy's busy. Tommy has a band already called. I like Judy. I'm not shitting. Okay, I just let me get this off my chest. He has a band called the Growlers. He's okay. So he's obviously in this band with Stan. No, so who's and, in the band? And Twiggy. Joe is in the band with them. Right. They have a guitar. They. He said that he's going to get his mate Jaden when he gets back to school to join the band. They're called the Growlers. They at the moment they have three singles. So what he does is he's drawn the album cover and he wants me to record the album cover. He wants me to record the piece of paper while in the background they go through the song. So one of the songs is called Chest on the Wall. 
Okay. Like this is as in chest of drawers. I didn't get into is it a treasure chest? Is it what kind of chest is it? Is it like what's going on? But it's on a wall. He also has a movie franchise called Great Light, and there's about six of them. And there's a character in it called Tommy Dragon. He plays Tommy Dragon. Of and course. It's very he, well, he's look. Let's say he's not going to farm that role out to Joe. Like no. Joe's not. Joe's not playing Tommy Dragon. Sorry, so, no. I don't think uh, Tommy's creativeness could be directed. Don't think it could be, you know, on a stopwatch or whatever. I think. He would have to be is on he, he, it's Yeah, it's sounding a bit of a Morrissey situation, minus the right-wing ideology. <laughs> like, I have to stand beside him with this picture on the couch and record the picture while he does, like, a four-minute song. So funny. He's such a mini-Emma, isn't he? <laughs> he is such a mini-Emma. Meanwhile, I'd say Ted over here, I'd say he's going to be a bit of a father stone. That's my prediction. He's good crack. He's good crack. But they're too, they're too young. They're too young. But like, I'm always trying to wedge Ella in things because, like, she's she's good. Like, she's she's um, a good actress or whatever. You know what I mean? She takes. Oh, like, what you want me to do? What? Okay, cool, cool. Let's go. And she was always like that. Like, I always had her in videos and stuff when I was uh, when she, when I was well, I was younger as well, but she was younger. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, I suppose the. Karate Kid is an extreme uh, example, isn't it? Because it's just it is extreme. Torture. Yeah, it is and I, I didn't even think of the physical side of things. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about the, what he physically had to yeah. go through. I mean, and you do look back on. I mean, even like obviously, I know it's a totally different beast, but I mean, even with The Exorcist, the way that girl you know, came to such an untimely end and just had a very sad, just a very yeah. sad, unhappy, traumatized life. But ultimately, of course, I know that film now is a bit exceptional in that it's just, you know, know. it's a completely you- different piece. But you would question, I mean, parent yeah. says, yeah, I'm happy for my daughter to be in those scenes and that's all fine. And like, I know even watching, we've all watched documentaries on The Exorcist and obviously all the the strange phenomena that kind of surrounded the filming. And they talked about how they kind of, I suppose, presented the scenes in a certain way. But I mean, just, you can dress it up any way you want, but ultimately kids are picking up on what's going on. And obviously that would affect them negatively in some way with the subject matter, particularly that kind of subject matter. And you just think with a lot of these films, like, I mean, ultimately when kids are being cast in these roles and there's some very mature, dark, disturbing themes going on, it has to mark them. It has to mark them. Well, I'm sure like, especially now, I'm sure it's kind of like they just get their you know, they just get their lines to do. And even if it's a case of them being on the receiving end of uh, anger or bad language or whatever it may be, I'm sure like they're not, they're not there for that filming or whatever. But I, I even I was watching something the other day and it was about a, a killing and it was a drama, but then the, you know, the, the, 
the children ended up being murdered by this person as well or whatever. And I was like, God, that's kind of weird for those kids to have played those roles. And it was based on a true story. It's just a lot for kids to process, isn't it? And they are going to go off and do a Google. And, you know, you can try to shield them from the whole picture as much as you want, but they are going to put two and two together. I don't know. It's just, it's a tough one with child actors because... It's just, it's not, it's a big decision to take on for them. And sure, a lot of them just kind of end up not in a great place. Yeah. Loads. Yeah. Like, you know, when you peak, when you're a child, where do you go from there? It's an, like, it's an, al- it's an albatross around your neck. I was watching, was I saying this to you there a few weeks ago that I watched a clip of all the people who were in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No. So I watched... Uh, an interview now it was a couple of years it would like say it was some anniversary or whatever so they had all the original people back who were in it as kids so you're one who was um Veruca I recognize her so she's English actress and she's actually been in a good few things since and she seems like very pleasant woman and whatever and then I was saying to Shane I was like which one out of all of them do you think was like the most talkative and Shane goes Mike TV and I was like yeah Mike TV so they had all the kids all the kids seemed well now obviously (laughs) adults middle-aged adults they all seemed to have uh, fared pretty well well they were all there so they're obviously all doing okay maybe there was like one or something where you're like oh they there was a bit of dodginess there maybe previously, you know, that kind of way. Okay, yeah. Um, but they all seemed, they all seemed uh, pretty good. But they, they said about the experience was that it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, you can imagine that kind of movie set, though, would just be every it's child's of, dream. Well, you'd think it would be and you'd hope it would be, but you wouldn't know from other stories. But they said, like, no, it was actually, it was a real, it was brilliant to do and everyone was so nice to them and uh Gene Wilder they're like look saying looking back on it like I can't believe how patient he was with us all and you know just like burning the ear off and whatever so they all said like it was a really nice experience and obviously if they're still willing to talk about it now and they're they weren't I don't I can't imagine they're really getting money for this interview like it wasn't like oh I'm gonna do this for the cash but I fucking hated the experience like if at that stage of the game, if you hated the experience, you would say you hated it. Of course, when like, you've nothing to lose at the, you know at this point. Yeah, because majority of them aren't actors now, as far as I can remember. But it was interesting. So that's look. This is how I'm spending my fucking days. I'm spending my days watching Red Table Talk on Facebook and looking up videos of the actors who were in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And then not only am I doing that, Julie, I'm coming on a podcast to talk to you about what I think about it all. <laughs> now, if that just That's our brand. That is our brand, okay? <laughs> I know, but like, where the fuck do I get off? First of all, where do I get off? Second of all, what's wrong with me? Yeah, but look, to, in your in your defense, to be fair, I did give you a homework task this week, which was to watch the Red Table Talk. 
and tell me what you thought about it. And also, I wanted to find out if my TV was as chatty as an adult male as he was in that fictional child role. And you, look, it's a tick tick. It's A1s all around. If this was the leaving search and it was continuous assessment, you'd be top of the class, Emma, top of the class. Well, I'll ha- full disclosure, I didn't say to Shay, I didn't say to Shay which one of them do you think was the chattiest. I did say to him which one of them do you think was the mouthiest. Yeah, that sounds I never more. Liked, I was Emma. never a big fan of the character of Mike TV, whereas Shane and Tommy think he's the absolute business, and I'm just thinking, I don't care. I was always, I was just, I think, yeah, I think I speak for a lot of young females when I say Veruk Salt was yes. always quite an icon of mine. Yes, 100%. And he's like, oh, no, oh, the fucking shock horror Emma likes Veruca. Fucking. Yeah, yeah but like, I mean, yeah, Ver- sorry, but Veruca, Veruca was the first person to coin the phrase, self-care isn't selfish. <laughs> and she this was right, the Emma. role ever. Like, that's. What- oh, wouldn't that have been the dream to play? Don't care. I want it now. Do you have a story for me? I have a story for you. Oh, oh, I want to see. Is it okay if I read my story for you? (laughs) Oh, stop. We can't talk about the exorcist and then you start talking in a little girl voice. Are you okay? Are you tired, Julie? Let's do Are it. you tired? Ah! Right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is, look, this is nice and light, but I think it deserves our attention. Job Hunter disguises CV in a bid to get noticed, but others brand it creepy. Okay. So... The job app can found a way to stand out from the crowd by hand delivering his CV hidden in a box of food for the office. But people were divided as to whether the tactic would work. So basically what this fella did was he went up, he delivered a box like he was just a normal delivery person. He put his CV resume in a box of donuts and said it says on at most Resumes end up in the trash. Mine in your belly. So this was his way of sending in his CV and getting it noticed. So it was on Reddit. Loads of people were commenting on it. And people were like, oh, well, it's definitely going to get people's attention. And, you know, I would definitely give your man a call. And then other people were just like, that's just fucking weird. He's fucking weirdo. I'd like basically I'm paraphrasing, but people were like, I would just go and fuck those donuts in the bin. Now, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I did. I like I thought we said at the outset we wouldn't talk about politics. So <laughs> I can't believe you're dragging me into this. I mean, look, I feel it wouldn't be something that I do, no. but at the same time, I, I mean, obviously, what you would do is you'd bring you bring donuts into people like after you got fired. 
Yeah, and I'd apologise to people for making them fire me. I'm sorry about putting you in that position. Or after, sorry, not after you're fired, after you've been made redundant or something. Yeah. You've been totally shafted. You A gentler, <laughs> a gentler firing. Uh, no, I think, look, obviously fair play to him, uh, but I think ultimately, yeah, it's a way to get attention for mm. sure. But you need to think about the end game. So it's kind of like, you know, ultimately, like, it's like the guy asking you to marry him at a, at a football game. Yeah, I mean, okay, the gesture is going to get attention. But are we really thinking about after the fact? Yeah, it's all bells and whistles. I mean, look, I hope that this best case scenario this person was applying for a job in some sort of advertising agency. If this was like for a job in a crash or. Or uh, uh, you're, yeah, you're applying for a position as a GP. (laughs) Do I have a medical degree? No, but look, I got your attention. Didn't I? It's just a bit much, and I was just so. Mm, I mean, obviously, this is this is a this is obviously this story took place in the states. I'm presuming. I thought it was. Let me just double check. I thought it was England, but then the English people don't say uh, resume. Sure, they don't. It sounds a bit American. Yeah, I mean, look, I would say fair play in the current climate. Anyone who's trying to get a job, and you know. I know we all have issues with self-promotion and self-promotion is not something that comes easy to any of us. So, you know, good on him. But I just think you you do need to be thinking about the end game as well. I can remember back in the day, do you remember when a top tip about getting your CV noticed was to put your CV in yellow paper? Do you remember that one? No. That's what I used to do, print my CV in yellow paper. So if you want a top tip from 1997 to get a job, print that pe- print that CV in yellow paper and you're in. We see back in the day, there, there were no top tips to, to get a job because you didn't need any top tips because there was, oh. no jobs. there was jobs for everyone. Like I'm talking about like when you're a teenager in your 20s. Jobs were handy, handy. Out. You just- oh, I can remember getting a job in Le Croissant Therie. Do you remember that or that chain, La Crosse Entree? Do you remember oh, that chain? Yeah, I, think they do. I got that. Uh, I got a job in Le Crosse Entree, Livy Valley, and I went to the piss in Sligo. And I w- got so pissed that I thought that it was still Saturday, and it turned out it was Sunday. I woke up and I was like, oh, God, what a night. And, you know, was kind of floating around saying, oh, I'm working tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then it was only on my bus back from Saigo, I realized that I had all these missed calls from Le Croissantry. And I realized that it was actually Sunday. So I'd missed the day's work. But I was so embarrassed. So I'd done my two weeks and I was just getting paid. But I was so embarrassed that I, I posted them back the uniform and I never went back in. I just put the uniform in a padded envelope and then henceforth, whenever, even now when I'm in that Liffey Valley food court, I still, I have to wrap a scarf over my head because I'm just <laughs> so scared. And like the cross country are well gone. Like they're Harry Ramsden's yeah. now. And still I'm just worried someone will recognize me. 
Jesus. And I- I'll never forget the last voicemail from the manager was like, look, Judy, we're, we, we just want to know you're okay. <laughs> we just want to know you're okay. And literally, no, know, 20 years later, they turned on the TV. There I was presenting the series of the Tommy show that nobody can remember. And I was okay. I've never done that. I've always been like a fucking sap when it comes to jobs. Like when I was in... <laughs> I was in that fucking kitchen porter job and I was like, what am I doing? My, my mom and Shane are like, Emmy, you don't need to do this. I was just getting so frustrated with trying to find jobs. I was just like, I'll do any job. And then I was like, I will do any fucking job. And they have like, I'm the only like native English speaker, but yeah, they put me in the kitchen washing plates. Like how fucking bad was I um, when I wanted to quit? And I'd worked like as like waiting staff before like I had experience and when I was leaving I was like yeah I have to quit and blah 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 and then they were like okay that's cool Emma but like you know can you just like work the bank holiday weekend before you go and I was like yeah no problem and then I'm like what the fuck did I do that for but I'm the sat that's like oh no like take a job seriously blah 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 but this donut story is particularly I it triggering thing within me right because and this isn't long ago Judy this isn't long ago I'm talking like oh now well 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 before COVID but I'm gonna go out on a a limb here and say within the last three years right within the last three years could be less right but within the last three years there was this job that I applied for with some sort of production company right and you know the way a lot of times those companies write up these stupid fucking ads like we're just looking for someone who sound like tell us about yourself like work with us it's totally fucking fun you know and then you get in there and you're like, oh, there's loads of fucking clicks and it's all really weird. And like the day you start, there's always that one bitch that's going to tell him, yeah, will you see him? Look out for him because he's a fucking cunt. And you're like, this is my first day. So anyway, I saw this job and I was like, I'm going to apply for this. I'm going to apply for this job. So I was like, you know, they have all this snazzy um, thing in their spec and like, come work for us. We're sound. Are you sound too? And I was like, okay, these guys are a production company, you know, they're making videos and doing all sorts of shit. And I was like, along with my CV, Judy, and this was not asked for. This was not asked for. I did a video. Emma, you didn't. I thought you were going to say a cover letter. I didn't (laughs) say video coming. I was like, oh, my God, a cover letter? Emma, is it 1984 and are you doing junior search functional writing? Julie, I'm fucking ashamed of myself. So I did a video and like introducing myself, but I thought like, you know, in a pleasant way. Fun, easy going. And I'm thinking these are video easy, people. Easy they probably like, you know, they probably favor video as a medium. This is my thinking. So I sent the video off with my CV, little old email, and they never got back to me. 
Oh no, Emma. They never got back. They never got back, Judy. Not I didn't get it. They never got back. And I was like... Now, if that was me, what I would have done, because I'm so bad at social cues, I would have sent another email, reattached the video and said, not sure if you got my previous email. Because I'm not sure if the internet was working on my site. So... Now, it does say it does say background music to the video. So, oh, that's probably what it does say sent. It does say sent, and I am wearing a different top in the video. But this, I'm just recent. I don't know if it's sent the last time. And Tommy is just loitering in the background with a piece of paper, advertising chest of one wall. <laughs> Tommy Dragon by Tommy Dragon. A video, I think actually that is a really good way to advertise yourself, though, as a video. I thought, honestly, I thought it was a good I idea. I think that's really um, clever. And I really want, I really wanted to, I can't even remember what the name of the place was. And I swear to God, I can't remember what it was. But I, I really wanted the job. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to do like a quick video because of this, the tone of the the job ad. Like yeah. I wasn't like my name's Emma. I love um I love Chinese food. I love going out with mama yeah. mate. Like it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I was doing a video for like an old school dating site. Like I Yeah, think- like one of those I I'm just, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I love pizza and <laughs> I just love my friends, I love chatting to my friends. My phone. I eat chocolate. And listen, if you want a secret, let me tell you, I eat chocolate every day. I have to. That's my big secret. It's out. It's out there. Cats out of the bag. You've all my secrets now. I have to eat chocolate every day. And look, please don't tell anyone this, but sometimes I have a glass of wine on a Friday. And if I'm being really honest, sometimes sometimes I have two. But hey, that's just me. I don't like that. Or is that just me? And then I finished the video by blowing a kiss. I'm such a flirt. <laughs> no, it was fine. The video itself was fine. And I thought like this was the way to go. And they never got back to me. Well, it's probably, again, I would imagine another good call would be, say, if you were going for a job in McDonald's, a good call would be rocking up to the interview with a Happy Meal. Just like, you know what I mean? Just clutching, clutching your little bag. Yeah. I'd love to know what I would love to find this place. But then I'm like, do I need to do that to myself? I don't think you need to revisit it. No, I don't think the girl, that redheaded girl from Rathfarnham you were in college with needs to revisit that. I think that's another one. The girl from Rathfarnham did. Judy, thank you. Do you know what? I've gotten this completely mixed up. It wasn't me. It was the girl I went to college with, with red hair. That was really annoying. And do you know what? You know what I'm going to say, Emma? Leave her off. (laughs) Oh, come here before finish up can we just thank our favorite people our patrons just to say in case you haven't noticed and as one one star review did point out a couple of months ago we reference it every week we are literally begging for money yeah the cat is out of the bag 
we are literally begging for money because the only money we get is from the patrons. We love and adore it. We really appreciate it. We know you can't give money to every podcast that you listen to. So it is very much appreciated and we thank you very much. This week we have some new patrons. You are patron a Nicola, we have a Sarah, we have a Brenda, we mm-hmm. have an Anne, we have another Nicola, which is a different Nicola. So we have a Nikki and two Nicolas, which I thought was interesting. Nice. We also, yeah, we also have Louise and we have a Ronan and a Florence. Lovely name, Florence, isn't it? Florence. Yeah. Can't go wrong. They're all solid names there, in fairness. Solid names for solid people. I've been Jeannie J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. Patrons. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.